Hey everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is the End Seclusion podcast miniseries. The speed at which the COVID-19 crisis hit the legal industry made it especially difficult for our technology staff and leadership. Now imagine that you're the CIO and have been at your firm for less than 90 days and had to lead them through this unprecedented remote work structure. That's exactly what today's guest found herself doing. Well, first of all, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to, to talk with me. I just kind of hit you out of left field to get on the show, and I'm glad you accepted. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Andrea Markstrom is the Chief Information Officer at Taft, Statinius, and Hollister, based in their Minneapolis office. You know, looking back, we're, we're two solid weeks in, into this, at least. But looking back, when did you realize that this was going to be a major disruption and then eventually would transition to a complete work from home environment? So what was the signs that you were looking for that led you into this? I think, you know, in terms of just even watching, continually watching and tracking the news and with what was happening in China and Italy and the increased cases. And we started to see those increased cases come to the U.S. Uh, and it was, you know, the concern from the World Health Organization and the various government entities. It was time that we paid attention very quickly and knew that this was not going to be your typical, what I would call, incident or typical event. Um, and it was, again, time to pay attention and um, even go beyond just taking a look at your business continuity plan because it's your business continuity plan on steroids. It's just a whole different way of thinking about how we are going to work, how we are going to operate and continue um, business as usual operations for the firm. How were you able to communicate with the attorneys and employees about the process of remote work? I mean, you're you're fairly new to the firm, so you, you may not have had that strong personal relationship with, with the firm. So how did you find a way to get the word out and organize this? We are in an interesting situation with our firm. As of January 1st, uh, Taft combined with Briggs & Morgan. And I started with the firm as the CIO on January 2nd. It's lucky that I immediately went and visited the other offices and went on what I call a listening campaign and met as many people as possible and immediately was part of the executive committee and partner meetings. So I felt like I was, I had the opportunity to form some relationships very quickly as I joined the firm. But as soon as this event was approaching us, we quickly gathered our key resources, not only from the executive committee, but the senior administrative staff and formed a task force committee and very strong partnership that we have with all of those groups, not including from our our managing chair with our chief operating officer, our strategy office, IT marketing, and it's a very close knit partnership to pull together all of the necessary communications. And together, we communicate often and frequently with our firm. Was was kind of a timeline between when you started that and because I, I can say for us, 
we literally went probably five days where we thought we had a couple of weeks to where it was, you know, that like Wednesday. And then the next Monday, we were basically sending everybody home, telling people not even to come in. How compressed of a timeline did you have? That sounds very similar to what we what we went through as well here. And the one piece that we made sure we did was just be completely transparent with our users. I can't say enough about communications and just being very open to what, from the firm standpoint, we're tracking and what we're listening to and how we're going to react to that for our firm. From a communication standpoint, immediately put together those internal communications, not only a newsletter that went out internally, but also that task force that I that I referenced earlier, ongoing communications with the various practice areas as to what we're going to do for our clients, what we're going to do not only internally for our legal team, but also for our staff. Quickly assembled, what does it mean for who needs to work from home, what do they need, as well as are there key resources that are going to be important still to be on site, being that legal services is an essential service. So we quickly put together, what does that mean from essentially, you know, who is our, our key resources that we still need on site? How's the firm doing today? What's, what's kind of the status toward, and we're at the end of March now? We're doing well. We are fully functional uh, across the board in terms of working from home. Again, as soon as we understood that this was something that our firm needed to act on, we put a survey out to all the users to understand what do they have at home, what do they need, and took a look at this from you know the people, process, and technology standpoint. First and foremost, it was important to understand and assure the employees of our firm are safe, their families are safe, and that we are here to support them and um, whatever they needed to work from home, that we will make sure that that happens. And then understanding too, as I mentioned, we put a survey out to understand what is needed at home and from there put together what I would call an assembly line of be it if people needed laptops for home, if they needed mobile phones or what the case may be, put that together and then the how we're going to do this. Do you have it where everyone can work from home? Yes. Yeah. And the other aspect too, that was really important when we took a look at this is understanding operating, we want to maintain operations as usual, meaning we still need to continue to process new matters. How are we going to handle conflicts? How are we going to pay bills and cut checks? Yeah. And including onboarding new employees. Um, we're still continuing to do that. So life goes on. Taking, it does. <laughs> and taking a look at all of those processes to ensure that um, we've got those handled and that can take place remotely. As the person that oversees conflicts at my firm, I completely feel your pain there. <laughs> and I'm glad you're looking looking out for them. So, you know, again, we're two solid weeks into this now, but as this drags on, are, are there any concerns that you have, whether it's attorneys or staff or clients? And do you think there's anything that would catch a CIO off guard if they're not you know, on their toes about, about this? No, my biggest concern 
in addition to just continuing to make sure we can operate as a firm and um, all of the systems are up and operational. It's just that we're continuing to protect our firm and our clients' data. So more so than anything, and I think across the board, we've all seen the increased attempts, phishing attempts, malicious activity, which is crazy and unfortunate in these times. But more so than ever, I have communicated about security awareness, making sure people are aware and people are paying attention. And if there's anything that's suspect, that information is forwarded on to the IT department. We'll take a look at it. But more so than anything, I think that is the piece that we just need to be on our toes about, are completely vigilant with, and even more so than ever now. Just to follow up on that, how are you communicating that to the people to watch out for the phishing and to recognize? And with everyone coming through your, I'm, I'm assuming, a VPN you know, how are you protecting, you know, the moat around your business? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if there is any suspicious activity or any phishing attempts that we that we see coming through, I'll send uh, a communication immediately about that. It's about making people aware of what's happening. I mean, the flood of email to our firm is incredible in terms of from our clients and making sure that we are responding to our clients' needs. And that's first and foremost, we want to make sure that attention is on that piece. So where I can help and eliminate any confusion, eliminate any concern, I'll send a communication out immediately, making them aware. And it's about, um, I can't say enough about communicating and making sure we are addressing any concerns at all, making sure we can reduce anxiety if you know, if any, anything about not only from a security standpoint, but just in terms of our, our firm's operation and business, wherever we can reduce that um, so people can work. That's our role. In addition to making sure, we're, you know, systems are up and operational and secure, this more than ever is our time to add value for the organization. And that is... How can we give time back to our legal staff? Where, where can we automate? Where can we communicate and bring information and collect data, summarize that, and use our intranet as our firm's communication portal? So wherever we can, from an IT standpoint, provide that value and help streamline all of those communications, this is our time more than ever now to do that. Hey, Andrea, before we go, I understand that you are working on a side project. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So a couple of years ago, I founded a group by the name of I Will, which stands for Inspiring Women, Igniting Leadership and Learning. And it's a forum for professional women. It's a networking group that focuses on connecting, inspiring, and uh, really supporting women from all industries and at all levels. We've got chapters in New York, Minnesota, and in New Jersey. Um, We always have an initiative to give back. And over the course of the last couple of years, we've given thousands of dollars to Coalition for the Homeless in New York. And at this point in time, especially with everything in light of the 
COVID-19, um, we have an opportunity to continue to give back. And we are putting together a donation campaign and it's really to help everyone that is in need, um, in need for shelter, in need for clothing, for food, to save small businesses. We have that opportunity to do this where people can. We'd ask for donations and all of that will be to help those in need with shelter, clothing, food, and saving businesses. An example of some of the agencies that will be um, receiving these funds is um, Second Harvest for the Heartland, Coalition for the Homeless, the YWCA of Northern New Jersey. Um, as one example, $1 provides three meals for people in need of food. So where we can, um, I appreciate it and ask for your help and um, thank you for everything. Well, it sounds like a, a great project. So Andrea, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you. I appreciate the time and um, be well and be safe. Thanks again to Andrea Markstrom from Taft for joining me and sharing her experiences and advice. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach out on Twitter at, at Glambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSica. I'll see you tomorrow.